Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon, and today I'm here with Mike Kading. And well, Mike, thank you for uh, spending some time with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This should be fun. You are welcome. I'm really, really excited um, to talk with you because Mike is uh, in his company. They are, they are, they have this mission that they are trying to solve America's housing affordability crisis by driving down the cost of housing. So whether you're you're renting, whether you have a mortgage, it doesn't matter. Their companies are they're figuring out a way to make housing more affordable in America. I'm super stoked about this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking, Mike, because <laughs> I'm sure you can explain it a whole lot better than I can. But tell me, how in the world did you get to doing this? Yeah, you know, my parents originally started the business, and it was a very small real estate company at the time. We only owned a handful of buildings. And I can remember drives out to the local hardware stores, family outings, where we fill up carts full <laughs> of materials, bring them back and build the buildings. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as I grew up, uh, I went off to college and I didn't want anything to do with the family business. Yeah. And the reason is I don't want people to think it was given to me. You know, uh, I had to wrestle with my own ego and get past that. But I think deep down, what I realized is that I wanted to make some kind of meaningful positive impact on the world. Mm. Right? Life is short. What is the impact that you want to make? And for me, uh, what I realized is a small business was an opportunity to take that and grow it to something much larger. And uh, my dad and I worked together for a little while, but it wasn't much long after. And uh, he passed away. Mm. Uh, and it was tough. And if looking back, you know, I really, I didn't really know what I was doing, if I'm really honest. But I think that was part of the magic because we started to question everything. Why is it being done this way? Can we do it differently that way? And there was nobody to tell us no. And so this started us on this journey of transforming the way housing is constructed. And today we're producing housing at about 20 to 30% less than what others can do it for. And we think we can achieve a 50% reduction in costs. Imagine what that means someday. Wow. I mean, someday, your mortgage could be half, your rent could be half. And that's the kind of lifelong impact that I'm excited to be trying to make. Wow, that is that is amazing. I'm going to pause here. We're going to come back to this story. How old were you when your dad passed away? Oh, um, 24, 25. Okay, all right. My dad, my dad was killed in a motorcycle accident when I was about mm. 21 or 22. So we have that mm. in common yeah. and it, it's life-changing, but it does set up a whole thing. I, and I love the fact um, that it's a family business. Our, our business is yeah. a family business as well. And it just, uh, there, there's a resonance there, especially when you're talking about housing. Mm. That's where families live, right? So I love the vision that you have. So let, let's kind of bring this, let's bring... What are some things that you do? I mean, when you talk housing, are you talking um, houses or apartments or condos? What what kinds of things do you all do? Yeah, right now we're focused primarily on apartments. And when you look at this industry, there's a lot of elements that are kind of broken about it. But if you compare it to others like manufacturing, manufacturing over the past 60 years 
has improved labor productivity by 760%. Agriculture improved it by 1,500%. Do you have a guess of what construction has done over the past 60 years? Yeah, probably went the other way, probably. <laughs> it's essentially nothing. It's 10%. It's terrible. And so fundamentally, you can just take the lessons learned from these other industries and apply it to our own. And so we've we've got a lot of different techniques, a lot of different things we do to execute on that. But at a high level, that's what we're doing. Interesting. And are you doing it primarily? Uh, I know your company is, is up in Minnesota. Do you do it there? Or are you are you nationwide? How do you yeah. So our properties right now are in Minnesota, although we do have manufacturing uh, facilities in Wisconsin. We are extending right now into Texas with our next set of properties. Good. And we are building on a manufacturing facility in Mexico. And we have about 20% of our staff are actually international. So we have people all over the world who work with us. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, um, and if somebody, so somebody needs to live where you are in order to benefit from what you do. So I've got to live in Texas or Minnesota. Is that correct? That's true. Okay. Um, which, no, which is totally cool because you, know, yeah. you can have your, your summer home in Minnesota and your winter home in Texas. Just kidding. But, but what's interesting there is we're really thinking about this a little bit differently. Yeah. And that, you know, one thing that people often ask is, well, Mike, this is great. Can we get cheap rents today? And the answer is no. It's intentionally no. If we offer cheap rents today, lower rents, that's that serves maybe a few thousand people. That's great. That's honorable. But I want to change the nation, right? So what we're doing is we're taking those profits and we're pushing it into the system that builds buildings. And Elon Musk talks about this. It's easy to build, well, it's, not, it's hard to build a car, but it's so much harder, 10, 20, or 100, or 1,000 times harder to produce the manufacturing system, the system that builds the car. And so that's what we're working to build. And our dream over the next decade is we can actually expand nationwide so that we're producing enough units in the marketplace that actually supply outstrips demand and pricing comes down for everyone regardless if you're with our property or with other properties and that's how you sustain an, uh, a transformation in this market nationwide okay all right see there that that was the tipping point for me that makes mm. more sense because yeah. what i just and tell me if i'm wrong tell me if i misheard it but what you're about is less about um and this will seem this will sound like blasphemy right yeah. you are less concerned with building your company and more concerned of impacting the industry as a whole. Exactly. You know, my dad died young and I often think about how short life really is, right? We only have like 5,000 weeks to live here on earth. And I ask myself literally every morning, how do I want to spend the minutes I have here on earth? And for me, I could care less about money. I could care less about the growth of the company. I could care less about fame. You know, if, they're burying me and they're shoveling hundred dollar bills into my coffin. I don't like, who cares? It's no point <laughs> for me. I sincerely, I just want to make a meaningful, positive impact on this world. And so that's what drives our thinking and our decision processes. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and, um, just, I'm curious, right? I just ask questions that come to my mind, your process, let's say you get this system built and mm. 10 years down the road, the reality is happening and prices are starting to come down. Is this something that you could take to other countries and help them? Or is it is it indicative to America because of our high housing rates? 
No, you can apply what we're doing to other countries as well. Fundamentally, what it's all about is hiring amazing people and building a culture of continuous improvement. There there are literally 10,000 little problems that you have to solve and getting everyone to be solving those problems and changing this industry is is really challenging, Uh, but that's that's the heart of it. Uh, You just gave the formula to grow any business, honestly. (laughs) It's true. It's I read a book over the over the Christmas break. It was called A CEO Only Does Three Things. Mm. People, culture, and numbers. Exactly. And pretty exactly much right. that's kind of what you're doing, right? Yeah, um, one of the most important lessons I ever learned in my life, probably the most important business lesson, is hire the best people. And I know a lot of people say that, but we literally mean the world's best people. We fly, well, we have international staff, but we also fly people in from other states like Florida into work every single week because they are best in the world at their little niche. And there's so much that goes into this, but it's amazing when you get people of that kind of caliber, like world-class people, work is amazing. The collaboration is phenomenal. It's so much fun changing the world around it. It's it's just great. And so hire the best people. It changes everything. Well, it does. And and part of the, the issue there is those people are not working for the paycheck. Yeah. You're paying them. You're paying them well. You're doing, but that's not why they're, they are bringing themselves. They're on board with the vision. Exactly. And the impact that they get to have a part in of changing something that 100, 200 years down the road, people are going to be able to have affordable housing because of something they did. Exactly. Now, that's not to say you still need to pay them top of market. You have to have amazing benefits, a great culture, all that goes into it. But that's not yeah. enough to make someone switch and jump ships. Mm-mm. It's about the vision and the impact that they can make. Yeah, that that's awesome. Um, the vision and the impact. Yeah, I, I I hope our audience is is really, uh, as I say, listening between the lines mm. because it's too easy to listen to this. And go, okay, we're talking about real estate and building apartments and houses. Yes, but no. We're talking about your business. Yeah. Are you hiring the best people? And why why do you have so much turnover? Maybe because you're <clears throat> a cheapskate, right? Yeah. And and maybe you don't maybe maybe you pay really well but your culture stinks. Fix those things and watch your business accelerate and the impact you're going to be able to make in your business. So make sure you're listening between the lines or go back and re-listen to what Mike just said because it's super super powerful. You know what? One thing that's interesting, especially small business owners, they look at their staff and they think, I can't afford to hire the best person. Mm-hmm. But the thing most people don't understand is best the best people outperform the average by two to five, as much as 10 times as much. Yeah. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Yeah. And my point here is it's actually less expensive to hire the best people at the top dollar when you're looking at what they're producing as a result. Yeah, absolutely. And the reduce, reduce stress, reduce turn. I mean, it just goes over. And so really, you, you can't afford not to hire them. When, yeah. when you look at the top companies, that's what they do. I mean, that's why the top, com- the top people work there. But just because somebody's working there doesn't mean they're not looking for, you know, not, not that you're a startup, right? Yeah. But the idea that you have of, of, changing an entire industry that fires some people up oh absolutely those are the type of people you want on board right yeah yep 
So how long, how long, have, how long have you guys been in business? Cause it was, a, it's, your parents started, when did they start it? My parents started it in the early nineties and I really came on full throttle in the late 2000, like around 2009. Okay. And ballpark, how many people work with and for you total? Uh, in the ballpark of 250. Okay. So this, this is a, not a small organization. This is a major player. And one of the things that I loved about what you said earlier, Mike, is, is you've looked at other industries and yeah. how they've created this machine. And you said, how do we take what they did and apply it to this industry? And, and quite honestly, that's what we do a lot for our clients in marketing. If I'm working with a financial advisor, I'll go look at a, attorneys or doctors or car repair shops and go, they do something over here that could fit you. And they're like, but uh, it's like, no, 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 it'll work because it's a, at the end of the day, it's a system, right? Yeah. And it revolutionizes their business by borrowing from another industry. That's really kind of what you said you, you've are doing. Is that, did I get that? Oh, absolutely. And it's a, it's amazing what you can steal and learn from, from other industries, right? Yeah. Because everyone's figured out different niches and what, what they've done well, and you can pull those insights in. In the world of construction, uh, there's so many things that, that they can learn from other companies. You know, we don't look at our construction competitors. It's, it's great to see where they're at. We're looking at Netflix and Google and Apple and places like that because they're inspiring us to be so much beyond where the industry is even touching. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you, forgive me, this is another one of my, the Michaelisms that I learned from marketing years ago, but if you, if you just go to your own industry and you do what your own industry does and you try to follow what your industry does marketing wise, business wise, I call it marketing incest because you're just replicating. <laughs> it's so true. Sorry to forget. <laughs> But you're so brilliant to not go there. Just you know, keep an eye on it. But I'm over here looking at other things, and some, I'm sure somebody's scratching their head, going, "Netflix, really? Yeah, yeah, really." <laughs> because they have a model that works. Yeah. And you might just learn something. And the question is, how can I? Those are my three words that I probably use more than anything, Mike. Is how can I understand what they're doing and, and apply it to my my industry, and it might not be a hundred percent, but if I could take 40% of what they're doing and bring it over here and then iterate it and take 30% over here, guess what? I have, I've created this new Frankenstein thing that's going to work marvelous. Everybody can do that, right? Mm, it's so true. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and that's what I want. That's why I love experts speak because I bring guys like you on who think differently mm. And it, it adds value to my audience to help them think differently because that's really where I'm guessing like 90% of, of impact happens in the world is in our mind. You know, the, I'm rereading here. I'm rereading it for about the 50th time. Think oh, yeah. Great book. And grow rich. Yep. Okay. Notice the first word. <laughs> think. <laughs> we don't do that. People don't do that anymore. We're so busy. When was the last time you just unplugged for a day? I spent yesterday, Mike, you don't need to know this. I'm just going to tell you anyway. I took <laughs> yesterday off to, to babysit a two-year-old of a friend of mine. And I was off the grid. We went and did playgrounds. We went and, to Bass Pro Shops and sat in boats. And we saw fish tanks. It was so refreshing to me to not think about my business for a day and to come back, no, that was fun. I can't wait to do that again, right? 
But in our culture, we don't do that because we're so busy. We're so driven. We're so to do what? Make more money, get more mm. things, buy another car. I don't hear that from you. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, you, you've got to take a different perspective in, in what you're about, which is really, it's very intriguing, Mike, because as I, as I, as I look at you and we just met a few minutes ago, right? Yeah. Somebody with the vision that you have, typically I would see, I, I would position as a, that type A driven entrepreneur who is just, let's get her done. And I don't sense that. Mm. I'm not a type A person. I'm a type B, C, or D. I'm not sure what, <laughs> but I'm not A. Sure. You seem really laid back, very focused, very purposeful, and very, well, I want to say community-minded, but it's, that's not mm. the right word. Um, culture-oriented. There you go. Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. How did that play out? Have you always been this way? Is that, did you learn that from your, from your parents? I mean, it, it's a very unique thing. You know, one thing I've, I've learned throughout my life is how little I know and how how important it is to learn from people much smarter than me. And so mm -hmm. I, I have this like focus on listening, hearing people out, learning what I can from them and then trying to apply it to my own life. And so things like culture, you know, these are things, some of the greatest mentors in my life early on in my career talked about the importance of that. And I think the biggest piece there is you can get people's hands or their hours. That only produces so much effort. But if you can get their heart, you can change the world, right? And so creating the culture that people love coming to work every day, that they feel supported. Like one of the things we tell everyone at orientation is this situation is not one where you're, we should say, oh, I'm so glad I have a job. No, no, no. It's the other way around. I'm so glad that you've chosen to work for us. And every day I come into work, I need to earn the right for do you to have chosen to work here? And as soon as that breaks down, you should find another opportunity. All right. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Humility. That, that's the mm -hmm. word I just wrote down as you were talking about that. To be able to say, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Never want to be. I want to learn from mm -hmm. others. And treating your employees as volunteers. Yeah, exactly. Is, is really where it's at. And I'm convinced that people will work for an attaboy for a lot longer than they will a 25 cent pay raise. Yeah. Now we need the pay raises to keep up, but affirming your people will build. I mean, our, our teams all over the, the nation, some in other countries, and I'll occasionally do like a, I, I use loom a lot. L O O M. I'll do a loom video out to somebody say, Mike, man, I just, uh, I appreciate what you did on that project, taking care of our client or, Mike, I'm so sorry to hear about your dad passing. I just want you to know that my heart's grieving. I'm praying for you. Little things like that that I do. I mean, two or three times a year. Wow. They, I get responses. Thank you. That meant so much to me. Nobody does that. Love the culture you're building at Paperback Expo. And, and to me, it's almost second nature to do it because I, I, I think you and I are a lot alike in a lot of ways that yeah. – we, we, we lead from the heart. Mm. We have big vision. We want to make a difference in people's lives and we need people to come along with us. But it's, it's not a top-down autocratic thing. It's a, no, no, we're in this together. And I, dude, I cannot do what I do without my team. Exactly. I know that I am dependent on them. They're dependent on me to bring in the, the clients, but I'm dependent on them to, to fulfill and to satisfy and make sure the clients are, loving every minute of it right 
it's, it's, it's very symbiotic. Is that the right word? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like that's what you've created as well. Oh, absolutely. What's really, one other interesting thing with all that, once you find a great team and create the right culture, you can do some things that are just magical. And yeah. one example is just empowering everyone to make the choices they see fit. And so one of the first things we talked about again at orientation is, guess what, you guys, we hired you not so we can tell you what to do, so you can tell us what to do. More than that, if you think something is wrong, if you disagree with their policies, procedures, or if you just think you should do something in a different way, go do it. I'm telling you right now, you're empowered to do it. You can tell your manager, Mike told you to do it. Just go do it. And uh, then we say, if it's different than the way we've been doing things, come back to your team meeting afterward and give them an update. Yeah. You find that 95% of the time, they were right. And it's so much better. I think a lot of companies are fearful that employees might do the wrong thing. Yep. I'm much more fearful that employees will not do the right thing. That's right. Dude, that, that, that'll preach, as we say. You're right, because that's what we all want is that empowerment, that freedom. And, and to, to know that if I make a decision, I'm not going to get my head chopped off. Yeah. Now, I want you to make that decision because who's better at making the decision than the person who's on the line making it happen, right? Exactly. And let, it, let us know. So I, it's very funny because we tell the same thing to our, our clients or our, our, our writers and things to go, here's how we do things. If you got a better way, please come tell us because we don't, you know, this is just how we do things. And it's so, you know, process improvement comes from those who are doing it and go, why do you guys do it that way? Have you ever thought about? No, I actually never thought about that. That's a great idea. Can we go do that? Listening to your people. That's awesome. We need to have you back to talk about building culture because oh yeah. Um, it it is not something that a lot of small business owners do because they don't they're not taught that, right? Mm. They're all taught about revenue, 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 revenue. It's like oh, revenue is important, but guess what? It's a byproduct. You have That's a great so culture. True. Yeah, I went uh, in college, I took some management classes and mm -hmm. Ah, they're they're worthless. <laughs> nothing to do with the real <laughs> life. Like nothing on culture and stuff like that. It was learning about matrix organizations versus hierarchical. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it comes down to people and relationships. Yeah. Yes. And and valuing them and pulling them all, all on the same ship and say, here's where we're going. Are you with me? And they're like, yes. And leading them through service mm. and and making an impact in people's in people's lives that's what you're about how in the world mike do people like find out more about you we haven't even said the name of your company what <laughs> tell us about the name of your company and how do people get a hold of you to learn more yeah our company is called norhart uh you can visit our website norhart.com that's n-o-r-h-a-r-t.com and uh, we have a few interesting opportunities one is investment opportunities now as well as we're launching a new podcast called becoming a unicorn. It's about the journey of small businesses becoming billion dollar enterprises. We're going to open it up and share the good, bad, and even the ugly of what that journey is like. I like it. All right. Norhart.com. We're, we're going to have all that in the show notes as well. And um, I'll let people uh, connect with you on LinkedIn because I know you're there. Uh, but definitely go, go look at their website. You've done a really good job on your website of, of explaining what you're trying to do, some some visual images and things. So go there. But man, you need to be following Mike because you can tell he's a great thinker. He he's he leads from the heart. 
He's built a great company, obviously, with good people. There's a lot that you can learn from Mike that we haven't even scratched the surface on. So, Mike, I, I want to say thank you for being here. You, you've added a lot of value to, my, to me personally, but I know to my audience as well. Well, thanks for having me. You are welcome. Okay, so go to norhart.com. Find out more about Mike uh, Kading and what they are doing to really drive down the cost of housing to solve America's housing affordability crisis. Norhart.com. Thanks for being with me for another episode of Experts Speak. Thanks for listening to Experts Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.